1: or do something a little more
0: epic,
1: and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. All right, good morning.
2: Welcome into the show. Happy Halloween. Hope you're dressed up as your favorite monster or celebrity or whatever it might be. We already got spooky stuff happening on the program. It's all going on. We're coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage Studios. Whether you're looking to purchase a new home or refinance yours, Rocket Mortgage can help you get there for home loan solutions that fit your life. Rocket can. I got so much good stuff to get to. We're going to start with something serious, edgy, important, um, a little ugly. If you've got kids in the car, might be worth turning off the radio or switching back. In about two minutes, we are going to start the program talking about Kyrie Irving, anti-Semitism, and um, and what comes next. But here's a preview of stuff uh, on a lighter note on this Halloween. I've got a Halloween surprise for the guys. D-Cell looks super thrilled. Uh, Tom DeCellestino, the executive producer at D-Cell CBS on Twitter, who uh, came to work today dressed up as Tom DeCellestino, executive producer of uh, of, uh, this show. No costume from Tom and uh, Andrew Bogish had Andrew Bogish on headlines. I got a surprise for them that'll mix in a little trick-or-treat action, a little Halloween magic, and a really illuminating weekend in the National Football League. Packers lose. Bills roll against them. Don't let the final score fool you. It was an utter domination for most of the game. The Eagles are still undefeated. Big wins with the Falcons and the Patriots and the Seahawks, the Vikings. Are they real or not? There's a lot of things we will tackle over the coming hours here on the program. I've got a story for you. I got what I think is a pretty funny story. Ross Tucker is going to be on the show, our buddy, NFL analyst, NFL podcaster, former NFL player, will do by our sell, and we'll preview tonight's Bengals-Browns game. Not sure it'll be a, a, a good game. I think it is an interesting, important game for each of these teams going in different directions. As always on this Halloween, every Halloween, and the days that aren't Halloween, you can call us, 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4CBS, Twitter Sports, Rider Sports, R-E-I-T-E-R. Okay, I think we've been pretty consistent. I've been pretty consistent on this show that racism... And those sorts of, that kind of ugliness has no place in sports. And when it, when it becomes a major story, we're going to hit it. We're going to talk about it. We're not going to shy away from it. And that is going to be true right now, in this moment, right now. Uh, if you missed Kyrie Irving's promotion of, and he would push back on this in a press conference that did him no favors. If you missed Kyrie Irving posting the anti-Semitic documentary based on the anti-Semitic book, sort of complicated, documentary directed by the person who wrote the book. And you missed Kyrie Irving's press conference over the weekend after the Nets lost, fell to 1-4, and four, by the way, to the Pacers. Let me catch up really quickly and get into what I think all this means. Uh, there is, I don't even want to say the name of it. There is a There is a book, and again, a documentary that is based on the book, that is full of all kinds of hateful tropes. Xenophobia, homophobia, misogyny, But certainly, and I think you could argue first and foremost, strong anti-Semitism. And in this book, among other things, just to give you a sense of how ugly this is, this is beyond debate, that you shouldn't be able to be in a position where if you've looked into this at all, this isn't anything that's in the margins where a lot of racists, a lot of anti-Semites, a lot of hateful people hide. One of the things in this book, you know what? Tell that I'll tell you the name of it. It's called "Hebrews: Hebrews to Negroes, Wake Up, Black America." Uh, in it, includes the assertion that many powerful and influential Jewish people quote worship Satan or Lucifer." End quote. Just let that sink in for the ugliness. Now, Kyrie posted the documentary last week. Joe Tsai, who's the owner of the Brooklyn Nets, and, and the Nets condemned, as well they should, the anti-Semitism behind this documentary. And Kyrie Irving, we hoped, would do the thing that Kyrie Irving never, ever does. And that is, come out and say the words that he never says on things much less important, I was wrong. He hasn't. I'll let you hear from him in a second. But here's the conclusion before we get into the details. I don't care how radical this sounds. We have this sign in front of our house called, No Place for Hate. People get mad sometimes, and I've never understood it. it doesn't seem political to me. It doesn't seem overarchingly ridiculous Pretty simple. For all the things that separate us, for all the things we disagree on, for all the things that are serious and not serious that we jostle about, seems pretty universal that saying that hate has no home here, this isn't the spot for hate is a pretty should be a pretty universal message. Kyrie's inability to fit properly into that rule. Kyrie Irving's promotion of anti Semitism, call it what you want. Kyrie Irving's refusal to acknowledge the mistake that he's made, to leave that post up, which to me morphs his post from promotion to endorsement. And look, I'm not saying ignorance when it comes to racism or purported ignorance or ignorance when it comes to anti-Semitism is a defense. It's not often or a successful one for many people who are caught acting this way. But if it were, if you're inclined to be more understanding, more forgiving than maybe the general public when these sort of things happen – If you're more inclined to say, hey, this guy didn't understand, that doesn't apply to Kyrie Irving. He's had the opportunity to research what he has put out there. He's had the opportunity to talk to people in his organization who said they want to have a conversation with him. There's no place for hate in my world. There shouldn't be in yours. There's not in the NBA. And to me, it's not unreasonable to suggest, based on this ugliness and awfulness, that Kyrie Irving will not turn away from. He doesn't belong on the Nets or in the National Basketball Association. And I know that may sound radical to some people, but... There's a reason that the NBA, I think rightly and correctly, by the way, has removed two owners, powerful, wealthy men, from the ownership of their teams in the last decade because of racism. Verifiable racism. One is Alan Sterling, seven, eight years ago, and the other, Robert Sarver, in the process of being forced to sell his team. Kyrie Irving, of the and this is a guy who's always put, in my opinion, his narcissism at least as it relates to his worldview compared to everybody else, his I'm smarter than you approach, his refusal to apologize, his dismissiveness, he's always had that front and center. And I think the juice, as it relates to basketball, has never been worth the squeeze. I don't think it's ever been worth it. And I know, I know, he hit the shot against the Warriors. He did, he hit a shot. I mean, a lot of people hit shots when you have Michael Jordan or LeBron James or Giannis Antetokounmpo or whoever it is on your team. Kyrie's never been worth it. Not through his flat earth silliness that if you were to point out, hey bro, the earth actually is round, he would dismiss you with the idea that you're dumb and he's smart. Not through his departure, some of this is serious, some of it's not, right? But it's the same approach, not through his departure from the Cleveland Cavaliers that he forced his way out of after they made an NBA Finals, not long after an NBA championship, and the need a few years later in a podcast to just take shots at LeBron James, not when he went to a Boston Celtics team that had just been in a conference finals. They thought they thought Kyrie would get him to the next level, and Kyrie's message was, these guys don't know how to win. Not when he went to the Brooklyn Nets and talked about on a podcast they don't have a head coach, Steve Nash is hiring notwithstanding, and all that stuff was, to me, warning signs of what, of what happened. Other than with LeBron, which is one asterisk, and it's a LeBron asterisk, not a Kyrie asterisk. Everywhere he's gone, they've lost. It's never been worth it. But now, for me, the obvious basketball shortcoming to this guy of what he does in a locker room are met with some real-world problems that matter. There is no place for racism or anti-Semitism. There isn't. And, and if anybody should know this, if any league should be at the forefront of understanding this, if any league—and some of you will like it, some of you won't, but the, tr- the reality is the NBA— has branded itself strongly in a social justice movement and idea. I celebrate it, some don't, but that's where they are. That's where they are. Donald Sterling, you're gone. Robert Sarver, you're gone. Issues that separate America, things that are controversial, the NBA has not turned away from. They haven't. And so for Kevin Durant to get up there and act like the media and the outside world are the ones making this a story, for the rest of the NBA to not want to talk about this, for there not to be consequences for Kyrie Irving are ridiculous. And let me get this argument out of the way, too, before we get to Kyrie's own words condemning his actions. Please do not throw at me the First Amendment argument, because those of you that are doing it don't understand what the First Amendment is. The First Amendment gives you the right to say whatever you want without the government putting you in prison. It does not give you the right to work anywhere you want based on what you say. For example, I have bosses here. If I were just to say right now something awful about my bosses, true or not true, it wouldn't be true because I have great bosses here, but he let, it's just something terrible. I have every right to say that. Government cannot put me in jail for that. I would be fired tomorrow. If I were a virulent racist, or you were, in a job where there's a, the world can see what you're about, the First Amendment doesn't protect you from keeping your job, and it should not. That's true of a lot of folks. That's why Sterling and Sarver are gone. They didn't break the law. And, and notice Kyrie Irving uses the same tropes of defense that racists use. I didn't break any law. I didn't hurt anybody. Same thing I hear from people who spew this garbage, whether it's racism, whether it's homophobia, whether it's misogyny, now that it's anti-Semitism. It's not a defense. And Kyrie could have come out and said, I'm wrong. I made a mistake. I looked into it. Those tracks are disgusting. At a time when anti-Semitism and racism are on the rise, at a time when Kanye West has thrust himself into the anti-Semitic reality, at a time when at football, at sporting events, there are signs now on buildings that are crazy. I'm not going to repeat what it says unbelievably anti-Semitic, Kyrie Irving could have, come out, could have come out and said I was wrong. Instead, the guy did the exact opposite of an apology.
3: I'm not going to stand down on anything that I believe in. I'm only going to get stronger because I'm not alone. I have a whole army around me.
2: So do anti-Semites out there? So do racists? So do non-racists? So, so do non-anti-Semites? What does that matter? I'm not going to stand down on anything I believe because I have an army behind me? It's down on defense. Actually, it's a scary notion, a scary thought. The press conference post-game, that Nets game, is worth listening to in its full context. We're not going to play you the whole thing here, obviously, if you want to get into Kyrie's head as much as that as possible. But for me, I think it's, it's worth pointing out, before we get into this, that there is no equivocation on the awfulness of the book and the documentary, documentary being what Kyrie promoted. There isn't. There is no parsing of words that makes that book and documentary anything other than anti-Semitic. And the notion from Kyrie, this is included in his press conference, that he can post whatever he wants and it's not necessarily an endorsement is absolute garbage. My wife didn't want me to use myself as an example, but I'm just going to. And I wish I could pull a good one. But if I were to post incredibly, there's so much racist, awful, I mean, you, you name it, right, racism... Antisemitism, misogyny, homophobia, whatever. Just general hate in the cesspool that is social media. It's out there. And some of it's coded, and it's meant to dehumanize, and it's awful, and it's not acceptable, but it's out there. And I could take one of 15,000 examples if I wanted to be a... Distributor of hatefulness, and I could post something on my social media and I could pretend I'm just putting it out there. It's not an excuse, wouldn't be an excuse, shouldn't be an excuse, would be fireable, should be fireable, would be punishable, should be. The rules aren't different for Kyrie Irving. They're not because he plays the game at a high level. One of the many things that have indicated this guy's inability to accept responsibility for what he promotes, remember, the guy's got almost 5 million Twitter followers. A sign that his head wasn't right in ways that matter. A um, indicator, a preview of this anti-Semitic garbage that he's put on his social media and will not and has not taken down was his support of, of Alex Jones. whose name I don't even want to come out of my mouth on the radio. But the person who has lost a couple court cases after the the awfulness of that he directed at, at the family members of victims of Sandy Hook, the school shooting. That's a guy Kyrie Irving has promoted. And someone in the press conference, one of the reporters, when asked, asked Kyrie, like, how, you know, you've, you've, you've supported Hux Jones in the past. I just want you to listen to this clip, especially at the end of it, to get a sense of where Kyrie's at and why this is the kind of person, given the anti Semitism in that post that he put out there, that doesn't belong in any high level job that has some influence, doesn't deserve that job, regardless of his talent.
3: Kyrie, while we're on the topic of promotion, why did you decide to promote? Something that Alex Jones said. That was a few weeks ago. I do not stand with Alex Jones' position, narrative, court case that he had with Sandy Hook or any of the kids that felt like they had to relive trauma or parents that had to relive trauma or to be dismissive to all the lives that were lost during that uh, tragic event. My, My post was a post from Alex Jones that he did in the early 90s or late 90s, about secret societies in America of occults. And it's true. So I wasn't identifying with anything of being a, campaign, a campaignist for Alex Jones or anything. I was just there to post. And it's funny, and it's actually hilarious because out of all the things I posted that day, that was the one post that everyone chose to, chose to see. It just goes back to the way our world is and works. I'm not here to complain about it, I just exist. And to follow up on the promotion of the movie and the book, can you please stop calling it a promotion? What am I promoting? Put it out on your platform. But I'm promoting it. Do you see me doing? Do you see Fine. me in front Putting of the? I put it out there. The people title? are gonna say that you are yeah, promoting. Yeah, put it out there, just like you put things out there, right? Yeah, but I okay, I, it's not you put stuff. things out there for a living, right? Right, but my stuff. Great, is great. Not So let's move on. Filled let's with anti-Semitic stuff. Let's move on. Don't dehumanize me up here. I, I'm not. I'm not doing I'm that. Another you're human free to post I what, can post whatever I want. So say what, that and shut it down and move on to the next question. But Kyrie, you have to understand that by I don't have post, to understand anything from you. But it's nothing. not me. Nothing. By post no people that what you're what making you did, up, bro. Move on. But by posting what you did. Move on. Next question. Any questions? Do you guys have any more questions? And they're going to say, You guys have any more questions? This is going to be a clip that he's going to marvel at. Is this any more questions? But you're not answering the question. This this is another answering your question. Oh, my God. Let's make another Instagram clip so we could be famous again. Next question.
2: This guy doesn't belong in a position of authority, power. I don't think he has value as a basketball player anyway at the level people do, but it doesn't matter. This is serious stuff. Look, let me end here because I could do this for three hours. Racism, anti-Semitism, any of this stuff, any of this awfulness. People that espouse these kinds of views, and I'm talking, into, I'm not talking about Kyrie Irving here. i talking about people who espouse these kinds of views will plead arrogance, will plead ignorance, will foist off arrogance, will be dismissive, or some combination of those things, in order to defend, oh, I didn't know, not a defense. Oh, you're an idiot, you know what you're talking about, not a defense. I don't care what you think. I'm smart of you. Not a defense. If any of those things that you heard from Kyrie Irving were legitimate defenses against racism or anti-Semitism or any of this awfulness, few people on earth would face actual consequences for their behavior. Here are the facts. Kyrie Irving put out an anti-Semitic piece of garbage at a time when anti-Semitism is on the rise. Hate is on the rise. Like Kanye West, facts. Sometimes it comes time to separate the artist from the art. And maybe even the person they were, the good deeds they've done. I know he's done good deeds in the past and what they're doing now. He's left that post up. You heard that he won't apologize. And the reality is that what's in that book and in that documentary has no place in polite civil society. We can disagree on politics or anything else, sports, whatever. This is something different. And however long this guy views the world this way, being a part of the Brooklyn Nets of the NBA is a farce and a hypocrisy. And if that means I'm calling for the guy not to be in the league, then I'm calling for the guy not to be in the league. Like it would anyone who would go out there and put this kind of racism and ugliness at the forefront. This guy built his brand on the NBA. And now he's betraying the very notions of justice, equality, making a difference, turning from hate. The NBA has tried to supposedly stand on for the last few years. And I believed it. I believe that's what they believe. I want to believe it. I think it's right. But when it's one of your own, you got to go after them, too. 855 212 cbs is the phone number. I know it's a serious start. I know it's Halloween. Had to get out of the way. I think it was important. I think it need to be said. Let's do some Halloween NFL trick-or-treat mashups with the guys next here on CBS Sports Radio.
0: Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank.
1: You're listening to the writer than you podcast all right
2: happy Halloween. welcome into the show. Good morning, bogus. you have a good weekend. I see you you did not come in an outfit, neither did I neither did anybody
5: I have a joke though oh, I love jokes.
2: So, I have a story if I you said a joke
5: I, if I said I came as nothing or Kyrie Irving would that have been would that have made
2: sense? I like it I mean it. It feels too soonish, but it also feels perfect. This guy's unbelievable. I don't want to get talk about it too much today, but this guy is is unbelievable.
5: Hey, he, not worth it. He is I think the most unlikable person in sports right now.
2: And is that's it? saying a lot. I agree. It's a big statement. I thought, by the way, I thought Diesel came as a farmer today. I really did when I saw the shirt. Then I saw the Miami. Come logo on, it. come on! It's just a flannel. I thought you were gonna put a straw hat on. I really, I was like, oh, this is cool. Like, it's not, it's you know. I can't wait. That. I have to wear a
6: plain T-shirt every day. That's the only thing I can wear around here. No, I got a story.
2: Wait,
5: but oh, this I is interesting. This shirt that's a plaid button-down shirt yeah. that has a U, the U of Miami logo on the on like the flap pocket. Is it? It's just a, that it exists is an oddity. Why
2: is it weird? I come from a farming family. My granddad, and there's a family farm still in Iowa that's named after us on Ryder Road. That's in amazing. In northeast Iowa. Yeah, I used to play a game called 500. Only people in Dubuque, Iowa will know what that is uh, at the farm. Like, I, I feel like I'm an expert on farms to a degree. That's a farm shirt, Tom. You're wearing farmer, t- farmer Tom. I'm a big fan of the plaid. I have a lot of these for the fall and winter, so get ready. Farmer Tom, hey, it's in your it's in your makeup, man. I'm gonna go apple picking. I I get it all now. I you're called to your roots,
5: and I'm wearing a plaid shirt myself, but it does not have a school logo. It does not the University of Hawaii logo yours on my is pocket. Is
2: cool. Also, yours looks like you can go to a hipster coffee bar and like get a, a, a you know a cappuccino. Tom's looks like it's time to bail some hay. I mean, it's just they're different. Thank you. Ki- kinds of plaid. So this weekend I was playing tennis, and as I'm sure you guys know, when tennis courts are back to back. You can sometimes sit on a bench, right? You're looking right at the net, and you can be back-to-back with someone behind you who's at the court behind you. So you're sort of, right? You're sitting on a bench, and there's a person on a bench behind you, and I come in to my, play my, my, my league match, and the guy's not there. I sit down kind of quietly, I guess, and there's six little girls, six girls my daughter's age, 13, 14, 15. They're playing tennis, and there's one little girl who's sitting, I thought she saw me, right next to me, but behind me. I mean, we're basically shoulder-to-shoulder, we're a foot from each other, but she's, and I... She let out, and I'm not exaggerating, the loudest, longest belch I've ever heard <laughs> in my entire life. I mean, it was so loud that when it started, I was like, oh, that's weird. Then it continued. I turned to look at her. She's next to me. And it was it was Homer Simpson-esque. And I was just staring in awe. And her friends look at her and go. There's an old – I think it was old. There was an old man behind you. <laughs> and she turned and was just horrified. We had this awkward – so I didn't want to pull a D-cell because she goes, I'm sorry. And a D-cell would have been like, I'm not going to respond to you. I'm not going to acknowledge – so I go, that was very impressive. And then she goes, I am very sorry. And I go, it's okay. My own daughter's done it before, but not that well. It was a weird moment. That's, that's my story. I don't, it was just – and then they left. They were so embarrassed they got out of there. She was, was very amazing.
6: Po- she was very polite about it after having was, not known you were there. I mean
2: that it was it was a thing to behold. Um, you're gonna love this, Andrew. You excited? I got I got a little thing for you. Got, you ready? Yeah. We're gonna go through some some NFL things from the weekend, and you guys are gonna tell me if it's a trick or a treat, whether it's you bu- you buy it or you don't get it. Trick or treat, Halloween. Trick or treat. You ready? I'm ready. Ooh, a little music. Zach Wilson. You oh. missed this. Zach Wilson threw uh, 51 interceptions over the weekend against the Patriots. Is Zach Wilson in the long term a trick or a treat?
5: I used to, my answer used to be a treat, but today it's a trick.
2: Ooh. See,
6: Long term. It's a treat, and I'm saying that treat with a question mark. I'm really down on Zach Wilson right now. The immediate is a trick. Long term, I'm still hanging with treat.
2: Yeah, I'm going trick. This guy tricked everybody. I think he's not very good. I I never thought he was that good.
5: See, I did. I thought he certainly had the... And he he has... You can see at times the athleticism. He's got a strong arm. You can see why I and others were tricked by his skills, but... He can't face the Patriots, and he's, you know, kind of been outplayed by the other two quarterbacks on the roster. I think Mike White still has this kind of, like, like cult following among Jet fans. Uh, and it's still not a lot of a sample size, but it's big enough to be spooked by Zach right now.
2: The Vikings beat Arizona. I don't know what that means. I don't know what Arizona is. What, 34 34-26. They have one of the best records in the National Football League, aside from the only under team, the Eagles. They still have—I checked—they still have Kirk Cousins as their quarterback. Are they going to be a trick or a treat? Diesel can go first.
6: Uh, this is it's easy. The Minnesota Vikings are a trick. Kirk Kissing Cousins is also a trick. When the lights shine the brightest, Kirk Cousins will be nowhere to be found. The Vikings are a trick. I
5: agree. I disagree. I disagree. They've got Dalvin Cook and Alexander Madison. They've got a very good defense, it appears. And they're going to win the division, it appears as well, fairly easily. So that first round is going to be at home. I like their chances here. And they're already 6-1, and 5-1. and one. I mean, they're in the driver's six seat for double-digit wins. Yeah, if the Eagles slip a little bit, do they sneak into that number one spot in the NFC? I think. I think that they're legitimate enough to be in the NFC title game.
2: I love this because the more they win, the more that's expected. The more that's expected, the more certain Kirk presence will lay an absolute egg. Which is the weirdest thing. Don't you want your chickens to lay eggs? Yes. Right? Why would that be a bad thing? Because
6: an egg is the same shape as a zero. You came up, you did zero, you did nothing. You laid an egg.
2: Does that work? That's pretty.
6: That's always what I thought. I could be totally wrong. Dude,
2: when it comes to farmer analogies, you're on it,
5: That's man. That's right. You Yo, would know I, Farmer Tom.
2: Farmer We're going to the Packers more, but they, I, for me at least, and they covered the ten and a half. half, you bet it, but what was the final score? 27-17 against Buffalo, but it wasn't that close of a game. Josh Allen, I thought, just got bored in the second half and started to turn the ball over, <laughs> and, and they weren't really focused. I know there was a little bit of a fake comeback, but not really. So, Packers, we all know the Bills are the best team, one of the best teams in the NFL. This year, because there's still some games left, trick or treat?
6: Absolute trick. They are not getting this thing back. And I know that by listening to Aaron Rodgers. He's not saying they're running the table. He does not sound confident. This is definitely
5: a trick. I'm still stuck on laying an egg. I'm in that rabbit hole right now. The zero's
2: Uh, mind-blowing, isn't it?
5: It is, but it's not... It is not the explanation the first explanation i have found it comes from the 1800s and it was first used like stage performers if you did poorly on stage it was written or said that you laid an egg and it almost if i'm if i'm then inferring through that it was a nice way of saying like you soiled yourself because you didn't like do an actual body movement. Oh. You laid an egg, but it's that's a similar procedure of something coming out of that exit.
2: The egg's not a zero. It, it's a poopy. Yes. Or, pa- or this Packers season, if you will.
5: Yes. Yes. Yeah, so the Packers answer your question. Got I it. Trick, sell, trick. all the negative things.
2: <laughs> this is basically by yourself Halloween turns, but I don't care. <laughs> Pull the secret back. Uh, Philly... Dominating, impressive win against the Steelers. They're undefeated. Jalen Hurts is making. Inc- I think Dan Olofsky is the one who tweeted best decision maker in the National yeah. Football League at the quarterback position, which was eye opening because that's sort of accurate. I've seen it, but I hadn't registered it. Uh, trick or treat that the Eagles are a legitimate, legitimate top team in the National Football League and Super Bowl favorites, and it's like they are this good.
5: Uh, treat. Absolutely. I think the question is, who's the next best team in the NFC? Who do you think has the best chance of winning the NFC title game in Philadelphia?
6: What Bogus just said right there, the rest of the NFC, this is why this is a trick. Yes, they're undefeated. Yes, they have a nice record. The NFC stinks. Yes, they are Super Bowl contenders because the rest of the NFC stinks. Don't get fooled by their schedule. They have beat a lot of bad teams
2: your point, I feel like they're an almond joy on Trick or Treat Halloween night when everything else is a toothbrush. And I guess I'll eat it. Oh, that tastes pretty good. But when some stickers roll in, you're like, I'm never having almond joy again. I like coconut, too.
5: Ooh, I don't. I might brush my teeth. You, you might save go to toothbrush. C- yeah, I might save the calories.
2: Who gives out a toothbrush at Halloween? I, every year, my kids come home with one.
5: D- sale. What? Farmer I... Tom. Apples.
2: Farmer Tom out toothbrushes. It's not hats. I, I don't give to out harvest the plaque.
6: I don't go full-size candy bars either. We go with the mini ones.
2: I Dude, I live in a neighborhood that's obscene. I scenes and a bunch of rich people. They give out full candy bars, like full-size. My kids will routinely have king-size Snickers in their bags. And this, I, I do like this. People give out cocktails and drinks up and down the area. It's a ama- It's a zoo, man.
5: Yeah. This is my favorite day in my neighborhood. My neighborhood's going to be jam-packed. going to be pulling a wagon full of beers. I can't wait for it.
2: And my dad's birthday, too. Love you, Dad. Happy birthday. Happy He's birthday. Nice. Happy, happy birthday. Uh, Seahawks, <laughs> the legend of Geno smith Gross. a uh, pretty convincing win against a Giants team that we all thought was one of the more ancient teams in the NFL. Quicker treat that the Seattle Seahawks are... Really good football team. I'm gonna,
5: I'm gonna go trick here.
2: Ooh. A.
5: I still the Giants are playing above their heads, and they were banged up, and it took a lot of giant gifts for the Seahawks to actually finally take control of that game and win it. But I think just more significantly, it's gonna be a nice regular season story, but it's not gonna translate into the postseason. They may they're gonna one and done in the postseason for me for them.
2: Can't wait to see the fight.
5: Or the Giants.
2: (laughs) Or the
6: Giants. The Seahawks are a trick. He's still Geno Smith. They're still trying to tank this season, by the way. I still stand by that Pete Carroll is not loving that they're winning these games. I don't care what he says post-game up at the podium. He's not loving this. They wanted to draft a quarterback.
2: They've already won too many games to do that already. He's such a good coach. By the way, when did you use banged up in the proper sense, bogus, injured? When did banged up become a term for drunk? Uh, Ryan Hickey, the Trace, will constantly be like, hey, I got banged up last night. Yes, that is it, the only person I've ever about?
6: heard use this. So I don't know if, if banged up is out there in that sense.
2: A guy that I'm friends with did it, and he's always trying to like sound like younger than he is. So I feel like he read it on Reddit.
5: <laughs> I mean, I've heard it after the fact. Like, I'm pretty banged up from last night, or I got banged right. up last night. Not in the moment saying it. But, I mean, Hickey is younger and cooler than all three of us combined. So, if, if whatever he know, says, great. I think we should kind of accept. Hickey cooler? is younger than us. He's younger. Yeah, he's he younger. Is not cooler than he's us. He's cooler than us. Let's be honest. He knows I don't
2: things. know. He's cool away from work. He's an interesting, you know. He's
5: cooler than Diesel. And I mean, then everyone's cooler than Diesel. Well, I mean, right. Like, okay.
2: But there's nothing wrong with being a farmer. My whole family's farmers. I just wouldn't describe them as super cool. Right.
5: And I'm really not that cool. Neither. Right, so I think Hickey, is not a huge compliment. It's more about us than him, but Hickey is cooler than us. He's cool adjacent. He's near, he's closer to people who would use that term than
2: we are. I'd have to be pretty banged up to agree with it. Um, Let's get banged up. Let's go. All right, last one. Falcons with a huge overtime win against the Panthers. But they're top that division. By yourself, Falcons are gonna win that division. Or, no, I'm sorry, oh, not sorry, by yourself. Oh I did it wrong, hold on. Oh no! <laughs> so trick or treat my... Dang it. <laughs> A p- p-
5: Christmas present or not, the, the <laughs> <of our> Falcons. <laughs> Turkey or stuffing. <laughs> Turkey or stuffing, <laughs> <Zombie> <laughs> gravy! Is it mashed potatoes or green beans? No one likes vegetables. Uh, the Falcons suck. That whole division sucks. They should be relegated <laughs> to them. They should be playing in the SEC North.
6: Uh, I'm going to agree with Bogush on this one. The Atlanta Falcons are another trick. A lot of tricks today. Not a lot of treats. That speaks to the uh, parody uh, we talked about and how this parody stinks this year.
2: In the NFL. All right, trick or, trick or treat the Bengals. Just the Bengals. I'm going to go treat. Sure. They're back, baby. Nope. They're going to win tonight. Not here.
6: No Jamar Chase tonight. Going to be hard for them got to be hard to score points.
2: against the the Browns just find ways to lose.
6: Uh, that I can't disagree with.
5: <laughs>
2: Except uh, tonight. Bogus, do you know how um, I, I constantly and routinely ask and suggest D-Cell watch the TV show and he never, has never done it a single time? Yeah. Last week he recommended Home Economics, some 20-minute sitcom. Mm-hmm. And on Friday my kids like, let's watch something. I thought, you know, I want to be a good colleague. I want to show D-Cell what that looks like. So I watched three or four episodes of Home Economics because hashtag good guy, good friend. Yeah, and
5: it was fine.
6: It was okay. Slow build up. You got to you got to at least give me the entirety of season one.
2: I don't have to give you anything. My point is, maybe you should reciprocate and watch some of the shows we've recommended. Now, is this the show with the guy from It's Always Sunny? Was that a
5: different? teaching-themed show.
6: This is a different one. Uh, this Topher is Grace. not a teaching-themed show. Topher Grace from that 70s show.
5: Okay, I like Topher Grace. He
6: is the lead character in this show as well.
5: And has nothing to do with a home ec class.
6: No, this is about three siblings who are at different economic <laughs> levels in their life right
5: now. Living at home. No. No.
2: Live in the same part. Of, they all live in the Bay Area. One's poor, one's middle class, one's Rich, although the poor one's the best. Oh, I'm sorry, the middle class one's the best selling author. He's doing okay, and the poor one lives in like a like a studio, the nicest studio apartment in supposedly in Oakland that you've ever seen. That clearly in San Francisco would cost five thousand dollars a month.
5: Right, he's not that poor. Yeah, she, yeah.
2: <laughs> all I'm hearing is that you liked it.
6: That's all. I, that's all I hear.
2: <laughs> Watch. it was? It was cute. My kids, my kids enjoyed it. All right, that was a fun little. Trick or treat. Happy Halloween, guys. Happy Halloween to you. Same to you. And happy birthday to your dad. Most important. Yeah, happy birthday, dad.
6: Happy birthday to your dad and happy Halloween to your entire
2: family. Thank you, Farmer Tom. Let's dive a little deeper into the Packers here on the show after we get a CBS Sports Radio update from Andrew Bogan.
0: T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours
5: Medella is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medella is your reward. Medella, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly, beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois.
1: You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast.
2: All right, welcome back. This season, for the first time, you can hear every Westwood one NFL broadcast stream live for free. Mondays, Thursdays, Sunday nights, the International Series, Holiday Tripleheaders, and every postseason game. Catch all the action on the Odyssey app on westwoodonesports.com, via Westwood 1 Station Streams, or by asking Alexa to open Westwood 1 Sports, all sponsored by AutoZone. The free AutoZone Fix finder service can help troubleshoot the likely cause of your pesky check engine light for free. And get you back on the road. Restrictions apply again on the zone. Auto Zone. A lot happened this weekend in the NFL. We touched on on much of it in the much anticipated, not cliched, not on the nose trick or treat segment that we that we just did. Pretty high level stuff from us. But I want to dive a little further into into the Green Bay Packers because D cell they lose. to the Bills, and and maybe I'm being unfair here, but I thought the score, to use a sucker term, flattered the Packers a little bit. I I know they got back into the game a little bit in the second half, but Josh Allen had some turnovers. He played pretty sloppy. He played, I I thought, I thought he got bored. I thought we saw from the Bills in the second half what we often see from the Chiefs over the course of first halves. We know we're superior. We know we're better. We can take our foot off the throttle a little bit. Aaron Rodgers at 3-5 and five now, off to the worst start of his career through eight games, had season lows in passing yards, attempts, and completions. They ran the ball actually fairly effectively. Doesn't matter. That defense that's actually stacked with pretty good players was, again, wildly disappointing, albeit against a Buffalo Bills team that's incredible. Stephon Diggs tore them up in a big way. And there's a lot to, to dissect here, but and I'm going to just play again. I'm going to go at Aaron Rodgers a little bit here. You lose the game, you run the ball a lot. It's not effective, and I get it. It was a weird. It was weird to see the Packers keep running the football down as much as they were in the second half. But to me, and D. maybe you'll hear it differently. This clip of Aaron Rodgers talking about what went wrong. He's asked kind of what, what can you do? Do you feel more pressure? Do, do you feel more pressure now that things are going badly to put stuff on your shoulders? Part of his answer to me is a shot. Maybe I'm wrong. At the offensive coordinator the head coach for not giving the ball more. With the state of what the football team is, is in right now here, um, with the lack of continuity in the passing game, do you feel that there's any added pressure
0: for you for this team on, uh, on your shoulders right now? Yeah. I don't really know how to answer that to be honest with you. Uh, I don't feel any added pressure. I'd like more on me. Uh I enjoy the pressure, enjoy the opportunities to throw the ball down the field. and um, Hopefully we can uh, get some opportunities next week. We need some guys healthy,
2: though. To me, at least, Cell, I get it. I get it. Maybe Do you think I'm being unfair? I'm a little, little picky here?
6: I don't think you're being unfair. What I hear there is Aaron Rodgers knows no matter if everything goes right, this passing game offense is not dynamic. He knows it. Not, he knows not it not can't be at their very best. It's not
2: good enough. But I agree with our guest from last week. I think it was Ephraim Salam that elite quarterbacks make elite receivers. Not the other way around. And I'm not trying to pick on Devontae Adams because think about how miserable that, we haven't even hit the Raiders yet, that collapse. Devontae, Devontae Adams has been fairly invisible over the course of the year. Does he suddenly suck at football? Of course not. Has he given up on his team? That's not his makeup. Is he a bad wide receiver? No. He just doesn't have a the right QB that can get him the football. And my point is, yes, they're missing a serious weapon. But Patrick Mahomes, still cruising without Tyree kill. Big loss. Obviously, you see what Tua Tagovailoa also had a huge weekend, by the way. So much stuff happened. Aaron Rodgers needs to take a play out of the playbook of Tom Brady circa the Patriots several years and understand you may not have star receivers, but you you can still make it work if you're a lead enough, you're good enough, if you build these guys up, if you get them the ball. I, there's a lot wrong in Green Bay. The defensive coordinator has been a disaster for the Packers. And that's on Matt LaFleur, by the way. That was his guy who he chose. If you go through the roster, I'm not going to break it down right now, but if you go through the roster, position by position, of that defensive unit, on paper, T-cell, that's a really good defense. In practice... They've been really, really bad. I know they turned Josh Allen and the Bills over in the second half, but the game was over because the defense was awful and the offense could barely move the football in the first half. They lost that game in the first half against the Buffalo Bills, and that's an astounding reality from an Aaron Rodgers-led team. I think there's a lot of blame to go around. The GM takes responsibility. I think the head coach, especially his choice of defensive coordinator, takes responsibility. I mean, you got rookies shoving guys on the sideline and getting ejected from games that is a culture/coaching slash issue but i think Aaron Rodgers shares a lot of re- a lot of responsibility now now diesel trying to find a what path back right cuz this is the kind of story where we all bury the packers and then like a halloween zombie they come back to life like that michael jackson thriller video and we're like oh, oh yeah they do play the the lions next game the i think 1 in 6 Detroit lions that in theory you would hope If you're a Packers fan, or just you believe in reason, uh, you would hope the Packers get to 4-5. and Do you think they're capable of a turnaround?
6: I don't. I don't. And you pointed this out. Aaron Jones went for almost nearly 150 yards yesterday. Now, Grant, I know that it was the Bills, probably the best team in the NFL right now. I just don't think this offense is good enough. Aaron Rodgers was the MVP last year. You pointed this out with Devontae Adams. Aaron Rodgers does not suck at football all of a sudden. He, he just doesn't. What I'm nervous about is that he's not playing to the strengths of his wide receivers right now. He's still trying to do it his way. And look, I'm not smart enough to point that out on every play, why this offense is breaking down, why they don't have downfield uh, threats. It's just not good enough right now.
2: I wonder, and we'll get into this more as maybe this week, where's the blame lie between Rodgers, between the GM, between the head coach? Those are the three principal power players in this situation. Bad, bad days for the Packers. All right, I'm going to ask Ross Tucker who's to blame in Green Bay, and we're going to get into Tua's weekend and a bunch of other headlines from the NFL with Ross next here on CBS Sports
0: Radio.
4: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds.